Hello everyone, uh, welcome to The Pink and Show, our dedicated Canaries shenanigans uh, that's been paper over uh, things for years. I, I am Michael Bailey, That I've just realised that's not the right script on my phone. Uh, good evening, welcome to Lancashire, happy Valentine's evening to you all. I, I cannot imagine a, a better place, a place you would rather be than right here with us. <laughs> Uh, for a Pink and Show special from Lancashire. We're in a random house uh, in Lancashire, uh, and I am joined uh, by David Freezer and Paddy Davitt. Uh, a loving effort. I hope this has come across on the... Um... This is this is. This I, is I put out on record across every channel we're broadcasting <laughs> on. This is nothing to do with me. Proud I'm, to be I'm, here. I'm an unwilling participant. <laughs> You've got a little bit of beer, so... Yeah. What have you got to complain about? That's true. <laughs> that's all we're allowing ourselves. What? But that's a, a prop. What a I want to do now is just drink beer, but I have to pretend even though the beer's in front of me. We'll, but... we'll get onto the Preston game in a minute. Fair enough. <laughs> don't worry, this is literally only going to take half an hour, Paddy, so you're fine. I've got my script back, so that's good, because that was a very blind five minutes there. And what no one can realise is that the, um, the uh, glasses are actually heart-shaped at the top. Mm. You can take those home with you if you want afterwards. Don't very you? romantic, isn't it? I I'm not sure I've got a... Uh career and interior designing in front of me but um this quite is, the opposite are they made of paper what are they this is the first time i've ever come in contact with this sort of thing on valentine's day as ex-girlfriends will tell you i'm <laughs> yeah. sure i'm just gonna see how <laughs> awkward patty's gonna look while well, we talking about petals on a well i hope you're having a lovely valentine's evening although the chances are if you're watching this it might not be going so well but don't worry about that we'll have lots of fun for you loads of norwich city uh, chat i've got my script so that is good over the next 30 minutes or so uh, we will, of course, reflect on the derby on Sunday. Look back at last night's game just down the road from here in Preston. We are currently in Chorley. There you go. There's our reputation, uh, our, uh, our location outed. Um, we won't have any Flip the Bird. We found a couple of coasters, but they could probably do some damage in this place and we don't want to um, lose our deposit. Did we pay a deposit? Um, no, but we paid to be here. So. We, did. <laughs> we did, just about, or someone did anyway. Um, and um, I've introduced you to these two. Uh, so, gentlemen, are you well? First of all, Paddy, two, two, uh, two shows on the trot. This is brilliant stuff. That is, yeah. I was going to start charging you, mate, for my appearance <laughs> fee. Although probably people watching thinking, if we've got to listen to this clown again, boring us, then probably two is too, too many. But there you go. You just stuck with me, I'm afraid. You know, that's not true. You know, that's not true. Dave, how are you? This clown. <laughs> uh, yes, well, firstly, I think we should dedicate this to uh, the wives and girlfriends, shouldn't we, as we uh, are, are all away. Yes. Uh, so uh, thanks for all being very patient, uh, other halves. But um, yes, unfortunately, last night didn't quite go to plan, did it? But um, this place uh, that we found, we got, got an Airbnb for a few days because, of course, the Bolton game's on Saturday, but it's worked out all right for us so far. Hey, it? Look at it. Of course it has. This is like the best <laughs> yeah. night we've ever had. Um, so uh, we... Oh, we stop the, the screen grabs are going to be good on socials. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely going to live this down. Uh, hello to all the Leeds fans watching, by the way. Um, so uh, we are live for the next 20 minutes or so. We are... It's a one-man band today in, in terms of production. Um, Tony is back in Norwich, which is great, but he's not, he's not here. Uh, and neither is Dan or Sean, who normally films it. So I'm hoping this all works. So in theory, we are live on... On uh, pinken.com, on uh, the Pinken Facebook page, on Twitter, Periscope, and YouTube simultaneously. All that and my script is on my phone. I'm going to do the very best to keep track and also produce this thing. Um, so God knows what's going to happen, but I'm sure it'll all be fine. Um, and we, of course, therefore want to hear from you over the course of the show. So please get in touch. We've got all three of us here together in one room, all yours for half an hour. We haven't even had our dinner yet. So um, get in touch. Uh, you can talk to us about Ipswich, Preston, Bolton, Lambert, Farker. Um, but especially, I did want to know, and I think we're asking this on the website. I meant to ask you this before. Uh, 
guys earlier before we went on air. But um, we're on asking on the website about penalties. Can I take it? Yeah, I've just been finishing off a piece for tomorrow's paper on uh, the penalty woes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll stick a poll in there. Who should take the next one? Um, Mr. Leitner told you that he was next in line after Pookie had missed against Millwall, yeah. hadn't he? So, Which is uh, like months ago. Yeah, and he, they, Stephen's one was the first since then, I think, if I'm remembering that rightly. So he hasn't had that opportunity. Well, there we go. So I did want to ask you guys, in light of all that, and you know, make your vote on the, uh, on the poll on pinkin.com as well, but who do you want to take Norwich City's next spot kick? And I have said here, we're certainly open to wacky suggestions because, you know, we managed to get Paddy sat here in front of a, a red glass and some uh, petals. So any, literally anything's on the table tonight. Uh, get those in uh, all the way through to us here in Lancashire. We have Wi-Fi and um, I'll be keeping tro- across all of the streams. So whichever one you're watching, uh, let us know. Other than the podcast, because that won't be live. So don't try, it won't work. Uh, okay, so uh, O'Neill Hernandez uh, has gone missing. That's not a joke about last night, by the way. Um, Wesley Moulihan uh, is recreating in a field. That's one for you, Dave. Re- yeah. Recreating, I should say. I feel bad that we left her behind. We, yeah. we could have brought her on this, tri- on this tri- uh, trip. We could have done. We don't do. Who knows what she's up to at the moment. Uh, so it's just <laughs> us. And maybe you could sort of knock Dave for this week's Norwich City headlines. Oh, well done. It's so creative. Oh, hang on. There we go. <laughs> And Neil in the groin. Norwich lose out at Alec Neil's Preston, their first league defeat on the road since August. We're all staying calm, at least until we know how Saturday at Bolton goes. Pride of Anglia. Ipswich Town are brushed aside again and Paul Lambert struggles to deal with it. Those images with the police officer will go down in Derby folklore. Thank you for giving me some time for that one. Ins and outs. Vrancic avoids surgery, but his ankle injury against town means we won't see him for a couple of weeks. It could mean a perfectly timed return for Moritz Leitner or even Tim Closer. Who knows? We all keep our fingers crossed. And finally... Sorry, milking it now, Dave. Um, Blown a gale. I I couldn't finish find a picture of Dwight Gale. Uh, Not only did Norwich, Ipswich and Lambert get charged for their Derby rucks, West Brom striker Dwight Gale has been charged for diving to help Anne Albion a point and a penalty against Nottingham Forest on Tuesday night. He now looks likely to face a two-game ban. That's my team with Pookie Bay before you that was, on the table. That was, oh, well, I'm glad you explained it. That was handy because it helped me um, work out how we were going to do the, the directing. That, so that's good. I didn't even mention Daniel Farker's um, reports of his contract deal. We'll, of course, um, no doubt be speaking about that over the course of it's the half It's never dull, hour. is it? It's never dull. Um, let's start off with last night, shall we? Because it's still um, seared in our memories, uh, Paddy. L- let's be fair. It was a great night for Alec Neal. I'm sure he quite enjoyed that one. And Declan Rudd. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I... St- said prior to I'd have settled for a point and um, yeah I'd definitely settle for a point the way the game planned out um, just had the potential to be a, what it was which is a very very difficult night for for many reasons um, not only a team on the up a team who wouldn't give you anything because they're cast in the image of Alec Neil and that is to fight and scrap and really put you under the pump uh, always a difficult place to come and a fact and Daniel didn't to be fair to him want to hide behind it but for me this game was decided in the first 20-25 minutes when Norwich were way off the pace and I think you do have to say that the amount of physical emotional mental um, 
effort it took to get past Ipswich and all that entailed on Sunday, a day less than, than Preston to prepare. It, it's not an excuse, it's a fact. It definitely took its toll because from minute 20 onwards, really Norwich were as good as, and if not better than Preston. Um, obviously, they didn't take their chance from the penalty spot. They missed numerous chances in that 20-minute spell after half-time, but the game was gone. The game was gone, and it was the first 20-25 minutes, and they were just off the pace slightly. And against the Preston team, were bang up for it. That's all it took. <laughs> that was basically it, wasn't it? And um, I guess it, it, Penny mentioned about the the, re, the rest time and how that probably affected things. But it has been such a long time since Norwich have lost on the road in the league, hasn't it? Yeah, that brings an end to a 13 game unbeaten away run in the league, which, as we know, is a club record. Um, so from that point of view, it was kind of easy to shake it off to some extent. You know, the first time that we've seen them lose since. Uh, August at Sheffield United and that late Billy Sharp goal, not including the um, the Bournemouth Cup game, of course, which they probably should have won as well. Um, so Derby as well, mate. Yeah, Derby at home. Sort of like game. Yes, sorry, I meant away from yeah, home. Yeah. Um, so from that extent, you can shake it off, but it did look a game too far. You know, Alex Tetty's recently back from injury. Him and Tom Tribal both looked like they were running entire at, at, at points. Um, and uh, fair play to Preston. They they deserve respect. They, I think that's one defeat in eight now for them. And they were, they were good, weren't they? I thought Tom Barkhusen and Alan Brown were very good. Um, they were full of energy. They pressed Norwich. They really did work hard. You know, every team now, seemed, Ipswich did it on Sunday as well, That those short goal kicks that Cruel wants mm-hmm. to take to, to either side. Teams are pinning them in now, aren't they? And making Cruel go long. People have, have cracked that one. So... You know, Preston were the home team. They're in good form. Um, it's one that really Norwich fans are just going to have to stomach. But I, I still think if Stephenman would put that had have put the penalty away, I think Norwich would have got, come back and won it because the way they battered Preston in the early stages of the second half, they really went inside themselves, didn't they? They they looked terrified, and Alex Neil had to change things around to get them going again. So, although three one does look bad on the face of it and even more so that the, the goal was in injury time from Pookie just smashed it in in what the third minute when we all thought the game was dead it could have definitely been a different story it was a it was a you know loads of events in that game wasn't it? it was yeah that goal came about 10 seconds after I tweeted that Norwich didn't even look like scoring so um, <laughs> I, I'm claiming an assist for that one I mean and their third goal which killed it still with 21 minutes to go I think complete freak goal really you know That's as good a, a player as Alan Brown is and he's a very good player I mean, he didn't clearly plan that as an assist, did he? So there we go. Um, can we can we knock it down to a particular area where Norwich fell short? Because a lot of people are going to look at the set pieces again, defensively and that sort of stuff. The midfield, maybe missing some really key performers that have done so well. Of course, Mario being the last one. Can, can you knock it down to a particular area? Not for not for me. Yeah, I mean, of course, you, Daniel himself said there was he didn't name him, but it looks if you look at the highlights again, I think he's probably referring to Tom Tribal that won of the defenders didn't come back in, in, in a line for that free kick uh, scored by the lad Davis after two minutes um, so there you know you can talk as you rightly said there set pieces conceding another penalty Daniel thought it was a joke I don't think I'd agree with him on that that looked like a, another poor decision from Emi Buendia mm. trying to recover his ground a bit like Sheffield United at Carrow Road so yeah of course you could pick out individual elements but no for me I would go back to what I said at the start I just think collectively just that, not a lack of motivation or desire or wanting to do it, but just that edge wasn't there. You know, we saw it Bristol City away before Christmas where that was the first time in a long while Bristol 
were really up playing in a higher gear than Norwich. They just couldn't get near them, and they managed to scrap their way back into the contest. And it was very similar last night, but they left themselves too big a mountain to climb. And uh, as I say, I'm I'm not overly concerned that this is now a period where is this where it turns and they go the other way and they slip away. Because I just think a lot of what we saw in that first 20 minutes was a, a byproduct, unfortunately, of the effort it took to get past Ipswich and all that entailed. So I think they'll be back on it, Bolton, Saturday for me. Um, I'm, I'm more than confident they can go and, and get the result they need. Which they're most definitely going to have to do, aren't they, Dave? Yeah. I mean, we would have clearly talk about Bolton a lot, but it's such a huge game now. I mean, if you're pinning it down on one thing, we did talk about it in the team news video on the app before, didn't we? That if Tribal and Tessie were going to be paired together, then Tribal had to take on the, the lightness last Ranchich role, didn't he? And, and Tribal has done that in the past. You remember when he first turned up, he was like a metronome. Uh, he, he set the passing tempo for Norris. He never he? gives the ball away. Exactly. That's where the song came from. And now he's been playing the Tessie role in recent weeks and after starting off shakily, he was looking really good, wasn't he? He was really slamming into tackles. He'd grown into that role. He didn't adjust back. He didn't become Mo Light or Mo Vrancic the other night. And as such, Norwich lost the supply line to a certain extent. Steepman and Buendia did their best. Hernandez had a bit of a quiet night. I think he was tired as well, wasn't he? But if, if there's one thing I was going to pin it on, I would say it's that they're missing Vrancic or Leitner in that team and that Tribal wasn't able to step in. Right, um, let's have a read of some of your comments, shall we? We've got a few flowing through um, my phone, uh, just about keeping on top of it. Let's go through YouTube. First of all, hello there, all on people on YouTube. DW, Lambert saw red, yet town are blue. If you take them down, we'll still love you. I think DW's got a, a talent there for well poetry. Played. We like it. Whereas um, Hike Kajla says, what is this? It's a great question. That is a great, I, question. <laughs> is a great question. I don't know if you're referring to the petals, the glasses, or the show. Maybe we should give the way give away the glasses as a competition prize if anyone wants them. Maybe for next Valentine's Day. How much did they cost? <laughs> they were about. I think they were a pound. Like, <laughs> either the, they were a pound from the Asda just down in Chorley. Thanks, Asda Chorley. Uh, and I think the petals were seventy-seven p. No expense spared. <laughs> and Declan Rudd has never looked so resplendent on the front of the, <laughs> the press. literally program. covered his face in <laughs> fake petals. Um, Liam Winnell. Uh, hi, Michael. I'm the guy who always says hello to you when you are after the game doing game analysis. Well, thank you, Liam. Hello there. Nice to see you. And Mark Taylor says, despite the result, I have to say I thought Max Aaron's shone again last night. Last night. What a player we have, Paddy. Agreed. I'll do it. Um, so keep your comments coming through. We are live on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, and probably other things I have forgotten about <laughs> as I try to remember where we're going to next. I was seeing if we'd have any more suggestions for penalties. We want to know uh, who you think should take Norwich City's next penalty. Uh, someone on the live coverage at pinkin.com slash live last night suggested I should take it. I can assure you that would not be a good idea. Um, Matthew Johnson, given our penalty woes, pray we don't end up having to go up via the playoffs praying hands yeah I'd, I've said that for a while I mean I, I really don't want Norwich in, in, in third to six because I I think if on the back of this campaign if it was then a playoff campaign I'd, I just think that would be a stretch too far <laughs> and uh, John Sherratt actually says Tim Krull to take the next penalty now I did speak to Tim Krull after the game and half thought about asking him but to me if the goalkeeper's taking it and you know it's a big save you haven't got your goalkeeper in the penalty area so I wonder whether Buendia would want it I mean I know Leitner would but we've seen 
how good his corners are. Um, he's not really had many free kick opportunities, has he? But um, the one he whipped to the back post that Godfrey headed and Rudd made another of his brilliant saves, that was an absolutely cracking corner. Um, and to be fair, he owes Norwich some penalty uh, <laughs> sort of making up now, doesn't he? Because of conceding those two recently. And I, we will have to talk about Timu Pukki as well, won't we? Why does Timu Pukki not take the penalties, Paddy? Surely, you know, you're yeah. striker, he wants so, goals. I said it. You know, when the decision was awarded, what on earth is Marco Steepman stepping up for? Um, okay, he's missed one against Millwall earlier in the season, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't ring true to me. And you said it earlier on, you know, Alan Shearer, could you see him handing over the opportunity? Or Ian Wright or Thierry Henry or Gary Lineker or whoever, you know, obviously you're not trying to be flippant and compare that man to, to those um, iconic strikers. But the instinct for a man who wants to score goals... Um, a shot from 12 yards I just find it phenomenal that all the advantages should be with the guy stepping up to strike the kick and yet they have now gone five out of six where they haven't converted it's a ridiculous state of affairs and um, you know it, it. we don't know because we're not in that situation yet of course there's a lot of pressure involved but again if you're a striker and you're used to and we see how cool that man is in one-on-one situations you know look at his goal record this season he doesn't panic when he gets into a duel with a keeper so if that is the case in general play then for me from 12 yards where you can dictate where the ball's going and the keeper's supposedly on his line then it, surely Timu Puki would fancy that opportunity so yeah I couldn't fathom that at all and um, yeah for me uh, Farkin needs to get a grip of this now and we will we'll speak to Daniel tomorrow um, at their base over in Preston I think this will be a topic we'll be trying to press him on because um, you know down the stretch now, as Dave rightly said, if Steeperman had scored, despite them being well off the pace in the first 20 minutes, you just felt at 1-2, that might have punctured a lot of Preston's belief and Norwich may have gone on and got something. And these moments between now and the end of the season could be exponentially massive, you know, in the terms of how games pan out. And, and we saw again last night, not only did Norwich lose, Leeds and Sheffield United do the business, suddenly it tightens up again. And it feels like every round of games now, the momentum and the feelings around it for fans and players and media just continue to fluctuate wildly. So, yeah, do everything you can in your power to, um, you know, when you get a chance from 12 yards, I don't know what that's in the background, Michael. <laughs> I think you've been distracted by the dog next door, dog Paddy. Yeah, yeah. You're boring me, so yeah. I'll, I'll shut up. But, um, yeah, so ultimately... If they get another penalty on Saturday, I want Timu Puki to take it, end off. Yeah, I think the dog's saying, what is going on next door? Have he they got agrees. candles? <laughs> he agrees, he is agree. <laughs> I mean, Norwich do seem to find these strikers, because I remember Cameron Jerome would never take a penalty, would it? It's yeah. really, it must be a thing, something that Norwich do really well to find themselves. But... I thought you were going to slip in like Peter Unlove and Dion Dublin, <laughs> uh, a couple of Cov legends when you were listing people yeah, then. Yeah, I don't think you can go Thierry Henry, Gary Lineker, Shearer, <laughs> Peter Unlove. As much <laughs> as I love Peter Unlove. 1990s legend, that one. Darren Huckabee, maybe. Darren, did Hooks ever take yeah, a penalty? He, he certainly took a fair few penalties for Norwich, didn't there he? Scored a penalty against Ipswich, I think, didn't he? In a, in a derby? Um, he definitely scored. I can't remember if it was a penalty, though. I'm mm. not sure, that one. Great question. Let us know. Did Darren Huckabee take penalty? D- Darren, you watch. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Although I think he's on, uh, I think he almost lost 200 quid at a bank, and now he's off to um, treat Mrs. Hucks to a, to a meal. But you know, Pink and Show's always here for you, Darren, don't worry about that. Even on Valentine's night. That's all I'm saying. Petals and Tony should be delighted that we've got a candle because he did say he wanted that sorted. Now, uh, uh, being um, 
Now, being it last night or Sunday's derby, that doesn't make sense, you can catch loads <laughs> of our superb uh, Pink and Match Day coverage across all the usual social media channels. Of course, uh, the Pink and App. Now, hang on, I've got a thing for that. The Pink and App, which all you need to do, and this is a very important... Um, there it is, it's up, look. Search Pinken. There you go. See, I'm doing a grand job here. Search Pinken. You'll be able to get the Pinken app. Um, so do that. Or, of course, Pinken.com is, of course, the website. Um, and you can be able to see loads of our video content. Um, and, of course, interviews too. And some of those revolved around Sunday, which uh, was a remarkable um, occasion in the end, wasn't it? Um, Patty, uh, charges all round. Norwich and Ipswich both charged for, um, well, having a mass confrontation, whichever um, way they were, I don't know, misconduct as well. And Paul Lambert with his own personal individual charge for misconduct too, as as we all saw, quite a remarkable meltdown from, from Mr Lambert really. Um, are probably the right charges really in the end given how everything panned out and watching the replays a few times yeah I mean he's, he's still continuing to, to make much play of what was said to him and uh, you know as if that uh, excused his behaviour for me fundamentally his claim that Norwich people went into his technical area I didn't see that I think the TV <laughs> pictures <tough>. showed <laughs> that he, he, he advanced towards well initially Domagola wasn't it and then and then Wooten Um TV pictures clearly show it's him shoving both those Norwich people. Um, the stewards only trying to do their job. He seems to have taken umbrage at the steward, getting him, getting for me the main protagonist away from the melee. That seems sort of pretty reasonable on the part of the steward. And then, and then, and then the fact so that his job. Well, yeah, almost, yeah. And then, and then the police officer having to inter- intervene and, and focusing on him, not any of the other people who were in the middle of this melee. So. Yeah, very strange behaviour from that man, but uh, it's a good deflection tactic because uh, they're not talking about uh, the fact that he's taken them to League One. No, quite. And although in some regards Ipswich played quite well, I think it was with limitations. I know we're looking at this off the back of a defeat, of course, and, but but Norwich did seem to have a relative control of most of the game. Yeah, I, I wasn't nervous about it at any point, really, once once that goal had gone in early doors. I mean, I know they played some decent football. I thought Alan Judge was decent in... in phases but none of them really had a final ball did they so um you know them coming away Luke Chambers and saying that they was it Norwich couldn't get close to them I mean that's just not true is it? he's always good for one he's always good for one Luke. he is but the charges are, are accurate I think Norwich will have to hold their hands up Todd Campwell didn't behave particularly well after that admittedly it was a bad challenge on um Emmy Buendia from Flynn Downs but Todd you know when you're 3-0 up was playing to the crowd really wasn't he and shouldn't have done that I'd imagine he probably got a bit of a clip around the ear from Daniel afterwards because he shouldn't shouldn't have been doing that a metaphorical clip around the ear perhaps mm. um, but Lambert yeah um, he he loves it I think behind behind closed doors he'll be loving all this he's just stirring the pot he's he's trying to wind everyone up a little bit and he knows full well that he maximised the carnage on the sidelines there because he was trying to disrupt Norwich. But he'll never admit it. He probably won't even admit it to himself. <laughs> and now, Farker was very calm, wasn't he, on Sunday or throughout. But he was a little bit agitated, wasn't he, after last night? I guess it's understandable. And maybe, you know, they haven't lost for a while. It's probably a, a feeling that they haven't had to deal with very often. But it did, you know, it, I didn't... All, everything he said didn't necessarily ring true in terms of, the say, the penalty incident and things like that. And, you know, it... it Clearly, he wasn't very happy. Again, probably an understandable situation. Yeah, he was frustrated, as his players were, I'm sure. Um, yeah, probably as, as we were watching it. And then he, 880, I think, made the trip. Uh, kudos to them. And uh, yeah, it was. It was just a frustrating evening because there was an opportunity there. It was almost like, well, it was 
you go to Leeds, you produce that performance and that result. You then back it up at home to Ipswich, your great rivals. You see off the whole Paul Lambert circus. And then when it's in your grasp, Allied, of course, during those two weekends, results kind of went for them as well around the top of the end of the table. Just when you think you get this, you get a positive result at Preston and then clear blue water starts to emerge, it just feels like they've been dragged back in again. And, it, and it's the frustration probably is because he knows, as we all do, they weren't at the level they have been of late. Um, it wasn't as good as Preston were. They weren't anything extra special. So it, the frustration from Daniel's part is probably because he knows his, his set of players can and have performed better than they did in that first 20-25 minutes. Yeah, indeed, and you can see Daniel's reaction over at the YouTube channel and, and Pinkin.com. Uh, let's get through some of your messages, uh, shall we? Um, we are on YouTube for now. Talk Canaries, why can't we take penalties? <laughs> A recurring theme. Paul Solohub, uh, Tom Treibel should take the next penalty. He's normally calm under pressure. Uh, Jonas Beebe, uh, the loss hurts, but we haven't felt it much this season. Um, Chris Dayton, given the club released the video of Ewan and Jordan, where Jordan says he would love to stay, could this be a clue? He will stay. Should we go up? Question mark. Um, well, he has said several times things like that throughout the season, hasn't he? He obviously is happy to be at Norwich. Um and feels settled off the pitch. You know, he got the chance last night coming on at half-time, and, and initially he did put himself about quite well, and he did sort of disrupt their defence a bit ahead of Pookie's goal, didn't he? Although he didn't actually win the header. But in general, I didn't think he was anything special in the second half. I mean, I like Jordan, but the, the growing problem, or what's become more obvious as the season has gone on, is that he's not Pookie, is he? He's not the same sort of player as Pookie. He doesn't come on and offer the same fit into the system in the same way. He's a more direct threat, isn't he? So if they go up, would they take him? I, it, to me, it would seem unlikely because he's still going to cost a lot of money. He's not proven in the Premier League at all with his age and stuff as well. Unless he were to finish the season quite strongly, I, I think it's probably unlikely, but he, he'd be useful. I'm not saying he, he wouldn't be useful to a Premier League squad, but you, you would have to come up with, I don't know, probably seven or eight million to get him permanently. And Frankly, Norwich aren't going to have that sort of change to spend on a on a backup striker. Yeah, spot on. I wouldn't disagree. I think there'll be a lot of sentimentality, certainly from a lot of fans, because you can't argue his impact seems or feels a lot bigger because of you know he has been such a, a popular character, um, and when required, you know, I think back only just to the West Brom game. You know, his instincts that day got Norwich a result. They didn't look anywhere near getting anything until he went on the pitch and literally first touch goal um, and that's what he does bring you but whether that quality he does possess whether, whether we see enough of that to warrant as Dave says that sort of outlay I think the reality is it's a nice hypothetical debate we're having but if Norwich did reach the Premier League I think given the pot of money they would have available the priorities would lie a lot further around the rest of that squad than making that Jordan De Rhodes deal permanent um, and that as I say is where Weber has to come from it not from a sentimental angle from a you know can we equip a squad good enough to stay in that division so yeah I've, I I think it, on balance it probably wouldn't happen yeah if they did go up um, Guy Fawkes 05 I just hope the Rhodes and Stieperman penalty misses don't come back to bite us um, also, the way we lost to Derby, which is probably going to be great for the rest of the season. Still, Daniel still mentions it <laughs> at, at points, doesn't he? He did mention it in, in the pre-match press conference as well. I mean, as far as Premier League considerations go, let, let's 
worry about that down the stretch. 14 games to go. They're only two points clear of Sheffield United now that this isn't the time to be worrying about who will be in a Premier League squad. Um, so that's all of YouTube. Keep your messages coming through on there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, over to Facebook, Stephen Noakes, Tim K penalties, laughing face. I, I say give them to Tim Quill. I think he'd smash them. Just smash them, surely. Tim K or, or Tim Closer? Well, it's, it's, it's Tim with one M. But okay. t- Tim yeah, with two M's will fancy it as well. I right? said that sort of jokingly earlier to you guys, didn't I? That I think Closer would fancy it. He's got that confidence. He's got a good left foot as well. I, I wouldn't. If you had to pick someone, I, Tim Closer wouldn't be too bad of a, of a choice. Uh, Matthew Johnson, love Rhodes, but he has also understandably said today that he needs to speak to Wednesday in the summer. They have a new manager, relationship re- relation of his is there, and, and other high earners who are left out with Rhodes um, may have or have been welcomed back. So it'll be interesting what happens at Wednesday regardless anyway. Uh, also, Matthew Johnson, get Neil Adams back to take the penalties. Hey, he yeah. had an amazing penalty record. Or certainly coached them. Might be a good idea. He is around the place. So. Yeah, and he missed one, didn't he? Didn't he? Was it his final ever penalty for Norwich, I think, that he missed? Yeah, but yeah. He, it, was, it was at Swansea, I remember that. He scored about 15 penalties or something in his Norwich career, didn't he? Yeah. So. Uh, John Sherratt, why does Lambert hate us so much? <laughs> well, I suppose there is a question there, isn't there? Why is the, where is the bitterness, given that he had a three great years, kind of walked out, and admittedly not everything kind of went so well after that? I don't, I'm not, don't quite understand the dynamic. Dave and I were over at his pre-match on Thursday of last week and uh, he came out with a rather bizarre statement about uh, he needed a break. He got to the end of his tether, gave Norwich everything. There was two days between him leaving Norwich and being appointed as Aston Villa manager. So that, that didn't ring true at all. It's almost, in his mind, he'd been forced out the door. Now we don't, we don't know chapter and verse that what went on and personnel who were involved that period very heavily involved and no longer at the club so but there does and you know he repeated it didn't he after the game with his infamous short memories short memories joy but he does feel um, his achievements in this part of the world as in Norwich aren't recognised or appreciated and uh if he feels that, then it seems to it seems to colour every every um, any, everything and anything that he has to do with Norwich. So it's that's really for his lookout. I, I I think most Norwich fans, setting aside the last few days and, and all those antics, can realise what an unforgettable ride he brought that club on for two to three seasons, and and will forever be thankful for what he did and that special group of players and Ian Culverhouse as well. It wasn't just a Lambert show, but the reality is. He opted to move on. It wasn't the other way around. So, you know, and then when he comes back and, and performs in that farcical manner he did at Car Road on Sunday, then um, it's no wonder he doesn't feel particularly loved. Indeed, well said. Uh, Richard Casson on Facebook. Christoph Zimmerman can hit a powerful penalty kick. Sounds like Richard knows. So, I mean, I haven't seen him take one, but I'd imagine he could leather it. I could see him putting one well over the bar. <laughs> Conversion. Uh, John Sherratt again. No respect for Declan Rudd after trying to get Max Aaron sent off. I mean, it was a little bit naughty that he said. He was brilliant last night, by the way, Declan Rudd as well. He was. It was a bit of a strange incident. I mean, I don't. why do footballers do that? That <laughs> happens all the time now, doesn't it? That they just try and jump on the ball and stop the opposition getting for him. But yeah, that was all a bit of a of a silly fuss but yeah he was um, he was very good last night and, and conversely to Paul Lambert's bitterness Alec Neal has come out with some very oh, nice, considerate yeah. nice stuff which you filed to pinkin.com this afternoon didn't you Pad where you know he talks about Delia writing him a nice letter earlier this season and talking positively about um, his time at Norwich and quite honestly as well about how he did make mistakes and things like that so you know as, as Daniel rightly said it's, it's about class isn't it 
the glass word uh, brilliant uh, Stephen Noakes finally uh, it was about uh, I feel it was a bad day at the office at Preston but it's uh, but it's done a good result again but it's done sorry a good result against Bolton and it'll all be forgotten which of course is the desire uh, keep those messages coming in please uh, they are brilliant and they are keeping us ticking over very nicely no flip the bird this week as I've said we probably end up breaking something with the coasters so we're not going to do that uh, Tony's probably back at Norwich just sitting there playing it uh, himself. Good on you, Tony. Uh, a bit of a Norwich City notice board, if I may. And if I can do this, there we go. Um, the Norwich City Fan Social Club have a big one coming up next Wednesday. That's February the 20th when they host a night with Daniel Farker. It will be your chance to quiz the Norwich City head coach as well as listen to his thoughts on all manner of things. As always, it is £3 entry for adults, £1 for under-16s, with proceeds going towards the Community Sports, <laughs> Sports Foundation. Doors open from 6.45. And the best bit, we will hopefully be live from Carrow Road ahead of the night with another special Pinkin show. For more information on the night's details, visit ncfsc.co.uk. And I do not have a bug for that one, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, remember, if there are any other tweets, stories, events, or groups of a canary's nature that you uh, want to flag up on here, on the Pink and Show, uh, on the notice board, then please let us know via all our usual social media channels or with the magic of technology. This email address, thepinkin at archant.co.uk. It's going all right, isn't it, Dave? You're doing a very good <laughs> multitasking job, my friend. Ah, right. Oh, okay. This is now. This is exciting. You'll like this. Here we go. Now, um, let's have a quick break from all the chat. Lots of chat. Uh, we're probably going to enjoy our glasses of uh, uh, water. And um, let's bring you a quick delve into the Norwich City Archives for this week in Canaries history. Thank you. 
There we go. Of course, a cracking week in Norwich City history in terms of the 59ers. Uh, so uh, let's see. It has indeed been a very busy uh, time in the championship since we last did a pink and show. So let's bring you right up to speed with how the land lies and what's been going on. Here we go. At the weekend, there was obviously Derby success for Norwich. Before that, Leeds' 101st minute equaliser was probably decent news for Norwich. Likewise, Villa's comeback from 3 0 down against Sheffield United. In, uh, and then in midweek, Bristol City clocked another win, their ninth in succession in all competitions. Hull blew a two-goal lead while West Brom got that lucky late point against Forest. <coughs> Excuse me. And come last night, wins for Sheffield United and Leeds took advantage of Norwich's slip. Uh, that's not very helpful. <laughs> Norwich's um, uh, slip, while Nelson Oliveira scored a late winner for Reading and Ipswich claimed a point at home to Derby. So, Preston are the big risers since last week and may well have more rungs to climb in them. QPR and Rovers are sliding while Reading are out of the bottom three. As for the top, Leeds return to the summit and the Blades are back to within two points of Norwich. The games in hand behind could make life interesting while Bristol City's next league match is at Carrow Road. They are up to fifth. And fixtures. Here we go. The FA Cup plays havoc with the Championship again this weekend. Oliveira can do his parent club a favour at Bramall Lane, while West Brom have a derby to deal with. Bava travelled to Ewood Park on Sunday, and then West Brom play their game in hand at Loftus Road on Tuesday. Leeds are not in action until next weekend. Boom. There we go. I think that was seamless. Um, it is noticeably, as you said, Paddy, this, this sort of little week has tightened everything up from uh, a point on Sunday where it looked very good for Norwich. It's um, it's all a little bit tighter again now, isn't it? Absolutely. But but then you turn that to a positive and this weekend, as you said, their leads aren't playing. West Brom, much like Norwich found out against Ipswich, Derby's never easy assignments and they've got to go to Villa who got beat again last night. So they will guarantee living in well coming from that part of the world I, I know for a fact that Villa will not want to give West Brom anything so that's a very difficult game for West Brom um, and if Norwich can do what they need to do at Bolton then by the time we do the show next week then it might have all swung around again and it, and it could be uh, trying to catch Norwich so which is why I think and many of the commenters have, have made these points let's not get too overboard with what happened at Preston you know it was it was a bad night but there's been very few of those in the last four months and um, and it can easily turn again on Saturday. So, yeah, I just think we just need to keep things in perspective, ultimately. Indeed, absolutely. There's going to be loads of ebbs and flows. We're in the middle of one now, but um, it does kind of feel like it's it's Norwich, Sheffield United and Leeds for the top two. I mean, if West Brom don't perform in these two games, then, you know, it's going to be a bit of a gap for them to climb at least. And we know Borough are obviously there. But I guess what I'm saying is, do we write off Bristol City? I mean, they're only three points behind, uh, well, you know, four, I think it's four or five points behind the main contenders and they've got a game in hand. So I guess they're in it as well, aren't they? I don't think you can write off Bristol City. Um, you know, it's in Norwich and Leeds and Sheffield United's hands if they can stay out of reach. West Brom are a funny one, aren't they? Every time you think they're about to come up and and really sort of live up to their potential they um falter again so it's a really difficult one to call um you know we've all been talking about the the points totals it's going to take and stuff and i think the last 10 years the average has been 88 points to finish second isn't it but the way that 
teams are taking points off each other and <laughs> everyone takes turns to, to falter it, it might end up being lower than that because it's just it's just really competitive. There isn't a standout side. There isn't a Wolves. We, you know, at points we thought maybe Leeds were going to be that team. Even at small points we thought it might be Norwich. But um, last night has brought everyone back down to earth. And as, as Daniel likes to say, everyone's feet are very much on the ground after that one, aren't they? It's interesting because I think after, after the Ipswich game, I said, you know, 10 wins from the last 15 games, five defeats, that's 30 points. You're on 90. And I don't think a team has ever got to 90 points and not finished in the top two I think that's right certainly in recent history um, so I mean that is five defeats I mean obviously we've lost one now but Norwich have only lost five defeats before Tuesday for the whole season and that sort of puts it in context doesn't it um, Paddy uh, just to flick it on to uh, the other end Nelson Oliveira scoring a Nelson Oliveira goal for trademark goal with his mask and uh, you know he could, it could be useful you never know he could get, get a goal at Bramall Lane he'll be a hero won't he Love it. I'm loving that fixture I tell you <laughs> you just hope he he wants to go out and prove a few people wrong, mainly the head coach at Norwich. <laughs> and if he's in that mindset, then yeah, we well, we know, we know, not, not a doubt, the man's ability, he shouldn't be playing in the Championship, he should be in the Premier League, he's, he's that good. But unfortunately, he's, there's other areas of his makeup, personality that aren't Premier League. And uh, But you would think between now and the end of the season, given what he's had to endure, i.e. sat on his backside for the most part, he must be, and, and you can see, because that type of really shocking facial injury, I think most a lot of other footballers that would still be on the sidelines. But he clearly wants to play. He's put on that, as you say, uh, Zorro type uh, mask, and, um, <laughs> and and he is desperate to prove a point between now and the end of the season. So go on, son. Show show Chrissy Wilder what you're all about. Absolutely true. Um, thanks all for watching and getting your, your comments in. We'll go through a few more of those as well. We do appreciate it. Obviously, it's Valentine's night. It sounds like Theresa May's having a worse Valentine's night than all of us, but we're not going to talk about politics while we're on here. Uh, um, uh, what else have we got here? Kevin Andrews. Left footer and pens don't work, in my opinion. Big call. But I have to say, Kevin, when I was a little younger, me and my mate in, in the Barclay did used to subscribe to that, that left footers would always miss. Obviously, they didn't always miss, but it was oh. it was always every time a left footer stood up, you'd be like, don't Chris fancy Waddle, them there. Chris Waddle, Stuart Pearce, Italia yeah. 90. I think, I think that was it. I think it was probably shaped by that one penalty shootout. Dave, I, are you left-footed? I'm not left-footed, no. Um, but <clears throat> I, I was always of the other line of thinking. I always thought lefties were better because oh. they were harder to read. I'm... I'm going to go back a little bit here, but me and one of my best mates growing up used to play International Superstar Soccer 98 on the N64 a lot. And rather than playing the actual full games, we played penalty shootouts until, you know, we were supposed to be in bed because we had school the next day or whatever. And you always wanted a lefty for, for like your fourth or fifth kick taker. And that makes no difference really on a computer game, does it? But I just, <laughs> I just think lefties are harder to read. I love it. I love it. What a question. And let's go to YouTube. Uh, all things Leeds, top of the league. Thanks for watching, guys. We love you very much. Is that the Michael Bailey fan club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're great. Um, in fairness, that's the nicest thing I've read from a Leeds fan in about two weeks. So I appreciate it. That's a great message. No problem. You are in debt. We've literally just put the table up. Fair play. Good, good on you. And I think, to be honest, a lot of Norwich fans wouldn't mind if it was Norwich and Leeds who went up. Because that would Norwich, be great. Norwich fans wouldn't care who exactly, that one was, yeah. as long as they're one of the two. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Will Brown, uh, is the management team starting to look at players who will be premiership standard? When is too soon, Paddy? Well, if you mean scouting-wise, then yeah, guarantee. <clears throat> that would probably happen knowing Webber. Not just this window, just gone probably last summer. Mm. Um, in terms of, you know, you do scenarios for all eventualities. So yeah, is the simple answer. You can guarantee they will be having, they will be somewhere at Colney, a, probably a desk with a key in it, and on that in that desk will probably be some 
potential Premier League grade players to bring into Norwich. So yeah, definitely. Keep that draw tightly locked. Um, Hilton Foreman, there is no panic. We just have to keep playing our way. There are players to come back and surely Grant Hanley would really help defending set pieces. It is an issue. Kevin uh, Ken Hubbard follows on. Why hasn't Grant Hanley been brought back in given his physical presence? Yes, although uh, am I right that Grant Hanley played in both the 4-3 <clears throat> loss to West Brom and the 3-0 loss to Leeds at the start of the season. I know he had a difficult pre-season. He maybe wasn't fully fit wasn't himself because of that injury that then he then succumbed to which was sort of a, um, a, it was a thigh issue wasn't it um, that was something that had caused him problems in pre-season as well so he wasn't quite himself but it's so difficult for Grant to just come back into a big game um, I don't know it's a tough one but uh, it's, it's different it's, it's more than that for me closer is more than a defender to Norwich, isn't he? He is the start of their passing game as well. When thing when they've looked at their best this season, it's when you've had closer Leitner, Stephen Pookie as your spine because the passing game works then. So as well as Ben Godfrey has done at points, Tim Closer is the best defender Norwich have got. And when he's fit, for me, he's got to come back in. Well, it's going to be fascinating one how it plays out for the rest of the season because Ben Godfrey has done really well. He did, did well again last night to a degree. The two centre-backs are actually him and Christoph Zimmern, who is superb against Ipswich. They've done so well. They've kind of surprised us all, really, haven't they, to be true? Absolutely. Well, Ben Godfrey, certainly. I mean, Zimmerman's had more of an opportunity because he's been in and around it. But Godfrey, really, it was only just that pre-festive spell when first and closer went down, and Zimmerman went down and came back in. And then, obviously, Hanley blew his chances to follow on from Dave's point there uh, uh, with what he did against Portsmouth in the FA Cup and conversely Godfrey's got his run in the side and and beginning to look maybe not quite to the extent of what Daniel said he could be which is a world-class centre-back uh, when he fully matures but you know is it any coincidence he's he's getting linked with the likes of United and Arsenal as, as there was a story in one of the national papers the other day no so but for me um, it's kind of the theme of what we've discussed here uh, this evening it's getting the right blend. It's not necessarily like Dave's right. Pro I would wouldn't disagree. Closer probably is their best defender, but what Daniel has to do now, between now and the end of the season, is get the blend right again. And and that might mean a Leitner comes in, and it's maybe a, a Vrancic, or it might be a Tete, or it you know might even be a Tribal, but not necessarily who are my two best centre backs, who are my two best holding midfielders. It's it's really for Daniel now to to once they're all fully fit and available find the right blend because you do feel there is an 11 out there who, who could get those as we discussed a little bit earlier those points required to get up to high 80s maybe even 90 but you would just you just fear that you know we're still it's it's a little bit you know suck it and see you know we'll come on to the selections we, we feel he should go for for Bolton and you know Kenny McLean's probably in the argument now isn't he after, after last night and and it's just can Daniel really, you know, he doesn't have the benefit of hindsight or he can't look back as we are doing now and saying he should have played him, should have played him at Preston. Can Daniel, and to be fair, he's done it quite often this season, but can he in advance find the right blend? Yeah, and let's get on to that now, shall we? Because I did try and um, say in my head that we'd finished before the scrimmage started and I know they'll be doing their news at the moment. Uh, so uh, let's move it on to Saturday Norwich's trip to uh, just up the road, of course, here on Saturday. The University of Bolton Stadium, as it's called, as it's called now, uh, must win is what, well, you could label it as. Tim Krull certainly said, let's put the pressure on us to say we need to win this one. Uh, who would you pick? It's, a, it's an interesting discussion, definitely. I tell you what, Dave, let's have yours first, shall we? Here is uh, your 11. It's up on the screen now. Can you remember it? Yes. <clears throat> um, 
Tribal back into the defensive midfield role just because um, he had been playing really well there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alex Tetti, always have been, but that would be two games in, uh, what, three-ish days for him. So um, I would play Tribal. I mean, in an ideal world, Leitner, but I, I don't think that's likely. I don't think Leitner and Closer are going to be able to start this week. I mean, if Leitner is capable of a start, great, because... It, as far as I'm concerned, he was pretty much the best midfielder in the division before he got um, before his injury problems started. And, and Hernandez uh, just looked a bit too tired for me the other night. He, he didn't look like he had the same sharpness and, and, and pace. Campwell has dipped out of things. And, and you think just before Christmas where things were with Campwell, it was really going well. And uh, maybe he just deserves another chance to show what he can do. And, and perhaps with Bolton, we know they're going to have big centre-backs. We know they're going to be direct. Um, perhaps that emphasising the technical side of the game is what Norwich need to do and, and, and really try and kick on as, as the dominant force. Indeed, and Hernandez is such a, an explosive player. Paddy, let's have a look at your uh, 11. A little bit more um, simplistic, kept Alex in and Kenny gets the nod as well. Yeah, just because I, I think conversely, as, as Daniel kept faith with the same group of players, largely, uh, give or take one or two changes, who were producing the results, producing that consistency and performance, I think he might feel, well, they will be desperate to put that right and so give them another opportunity this weekend. Um, but having said that, I do think it's probably time we had a look at McLean from the start because um, I don't think, uh, for me, it could have been Dave's kept tribal in and took Tete out. I've gone the other way. But you could, on the evidence of what we saw at Preston last night, either of those two could dip out. And if they're dipping out, then it's Kenny's the next cab off the rank because, like Dave says, I don't think it's probably, it's a bit too soon for Liner. Yeah, brilliant stuff, gents, tops. And there are, of course, quite a few... Um, uh, little subplots as well. Um, it's uh, let's have a look. So, of course, Bolton are in the midst of takeover talks. Whether that will come to some sort of fruition before Norwich kick off, let's hope not. Uh, they had a great win at Birmingham in midweek. Phenomenal result, given how how poor they've been for most of the season. And of course, uh, having uh, just been trying to beat uh, Declan Rudd in goal, they've now got to try and beat Remy Matthews. We imagine because um, he has um, overtaken Ben Anik uh, in recent games, who is also a former Norwich goalkeeper. In fairness, <laughs> yeah, he seems like he's doing all right, Remy, at the moment. Um, although Bolton aren't. Obviously, I know great shakes at the moment. Um, also, Daniel Farker, this is going to be one of those games that I think he's going to have in his mind as he wants to put right from last year. Now, I, I know Millwall is the one that we all go back to, the 4-0, which was atrocious, but they were terrible at Bolton that day as well. 2-1 defeat, I think it was, wasn't it? Cameron Jerome, that was, as far as I was concerned, was the day that Daniel Farker decided he wasn't the striker for him. Um, and, and a lot of seeds were sown that day, which have led to the team that we see this season. So um, I, I think Norwich will be bang up for this one. Um, so Bolton will need to tread carefully. They, uh, well, I, I think Bolton will need to park the bus. I don't see them being able to play like Preston did because Preston were in good form. Preston, very, they only finished two points outside the playoffs last season. Um, so I see this as being a different dynamic. If Norwich can hit their stride, I, I'm not worried at all. Brilliant stuff. Okay, um, just a couple more messages on here on YouTube, which we'll rattle off. Uh, Tim Lacey, I'd like to see us bounce back strongly at Bolton. Think a bit of tiredness had set in and some of the legs and there was not enough recovery time from Sunday to Wednesday. And Joe Keeler, who would you like, uh, who would would love, sorry, would love to see Kenny McLean start v Bolton. So we've got a bit of a recurring theme there. Uh, key man for Bolton and then predictions, gents. We'll rattle it off. Key man, Pad. Well, I would have said Amiobi, obviously he's normally, but I noticed at Birmingham he was on the bench. So um, keep, well, if we continue to theme from Deepdale, if it's Remy Matthews has a good game, that isn't a good afternoon for Norwich. No. 
Um, well, from an Irish point of view, I thought I thought Marcus Stephen was good last night. Actually, I love the way he keeps finding Timu Puki and he keeps putting the ball in the right place for him so that he can get a shot away quite quickly. I, I, I was a bit confused why he got taken off. I hope that wasn't a knock. We'll find that out tomorrow. But um, you know, big fan of Stephen nowadays as, as the ten. So let's hope he can keep up that sort of form. I imagine it was just giving us probably a slight break. To be honest, if only you knew how to find out where the best place was to put a penalty in the goal. Anyway, uh, predictions, gents. I'm feeling confident. I'm going to go three-one Norwich. Yes. Mind reader, three-one Norwich. Oh, really? There we go. I'm not. I don't have to make one. So there we go. Uh, we're done. I think that's it from Valentine's Day night. We need to have some dinner, don't we? We'll keep the candles going, obviously. Um, if anyone wants these uh, cups, let us know. Um, whoever gets a prediction right, if someone gets a prediction right, we'll then do a draw. Um, and offer the game so put a comment that's what uh, they like. look like a heart there <laughs> um, just to reiterate if you don't want them that's also absolutely fine Dave's going to take them home um, that is that it from this week's Pink and Show a Lancashire Valentine special we uh, hope you enjoy all your hot pots tonight uh, remember you can catch up with tonight's superb edition and all our Norwich City coverage on all our platforms including the Pinken app but first and foremost Pinken.com there's a little thing for you there they go search Pinken for the Pinken app uh, we will be at Bolton this is going really well uh, we will be at Bolton on Saturday including the return of Tony to the pack hopefully um, so uh, we'll keep the, towel, uh, the candle for him uh, make sure you check out all our big build up team news live coverage and behind the scenes coverage uh, reaction analysis and if you see us around of course Bolton make sure you say hello uh, as I said earlier the show returns back in its usual Wednesday slot live from 6pm next week from Carroll Road ahead of the supporters uh, chance to quiz Daniel Farker so please join us there get along it'll be a great night as well uh, in the meantime a big thank you to our guests tonight to Pad and Dave gents thank you so much you enjoy that I, it was a, a long journey in to join you tonight Michael but I enjoyed it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah too true Pad yeah I'm not digging the set but you know I'll, I'll go along with it on this one occasion you're loving it Pat. yeah <laughs> I dare you to put some on his head before we sign <laughs> off, Dave. Um, uh, of course, thank you to this uh, lovely Lancashire house and its imperious Wi-Fi. Uh, to the crew, which doesn't exist, but thanks, Tony and Norwich. Hope you're enjoying your time. Uh, thanking yourself. I'm thanking myself, yeah. There, yeah, to be honest. Uh, and of course, uh, to you guys and girls watching and getting involved, wherever you're doing it, uh, we really uh, appreciate it. And of course, it wouldn't be the same show without you. So thank you very much. Uh, until next time, here's to Bolton trotting on as Norwich City get back on track before we can all return to the fine city with these fine glasses. Uh, a very good night to you all. <laughs> <laughs>